Okay. Uh, the Maira we're going to learn is from Tavshin Yud Gimel. It's one of the more famous Maira of the Rebbe period. Not just one of the more famous poor Maira, <laughs> because of the events that um, that happened at the, this particular Fabrengen. Fabrengen happened in 1953. And before this Fabrengen was the first time... Ever, huh? You hear me? Yes. This was the first time they ever said two discourses at one Fabrengen. Uh, usually a mimer was there, but said very sparingly, period. Even though discussion from the time, they said he likes to see memorium, he's not always allowed to see memorium because they're special gifts that Hashem gives us, and not always are they, are, is the Rebbe, so to speak, able to take advantage of those um, uh, times that he wants to give a mind. Anyways, so the, um, the, the this Fabrengen was punctuated by not one, but two Maimorim, and the Maimor itself is not such an easy Maimor, but it's very interesting. But uh, before the Maimor, they said a story, and the story is even harder to understand. The story you may have heard before. The story is that there was a Chassid Reb Rashab who Reb Rashab had announced that everyone should participate in a vote. And this Chassid, who was a, a very devoted Chassid and he wanted to do what Reb Rashab had said. So he went to the mikveh and he put on his kapata to participate in the vote. But when he got to the polls, there was a rally for uh, the, the the person who he didn't want to vote for, and everyone was screaming in Russian the hooray, which in Russian is hura, and uh, he decided that he can't, doesn't want to be conspicuous and not participate in the in the rally. So he joins the rally and he says hura, which also in Hebrew means he is evil. Never <laughs> said this the story, and uh, there was at the end of the story they said hura. And everyone repeated with the Rebbe, Hurrah, he is evil, he is evil three times. And the Rabbi Shmuel Butman, he said, this is the way the Rebbe is going to get rid of Stalin. Don't ask me how he knew or uh, what the uh, what what the connection is exactly with Hurrah. And, but it was, certainly was, um, certainly the, the good news is that certainly the, the Jewish people were, were freed from the Haman of our time one of the Hamans of our time, Stalin, at that Fabrengen. Uh, speaking of another other of the Hamans of our time, I think I share with you also that my grandfather, uh, Shalom, Rabbi Folkman, was by Fabrengen, the previous Rebbe, on Pesach. It wasn't a Fabrengen, it was actually the Seder, the previous Rebbe. In the middle of the Seder, during World War II, the previous Rebbe was up to the Hala. In general, the Rabbeim um, wouldn't explain the second half of the Seder. The second half of the Seder was quiet. They would explain the first half of the Seder, the part till we eat the matzah. But in the middle of the second half of the Seder, we got by the part of Kilelem Chaste, the Friedrich Rebbe suddenly exclaimed, Hashem kills great kings because his kindness is everlasting. My grandfather had just you know, joined the movement, so to speak. He was a student in Torah Vadas. And, but another older chassan next to him said to him, there's going to be news. There's, there's going to be news. And uh, sure enough, that Pesach was when uh, we were done with the other Haman of uh, this generation, Yemach uh, Shemai, So, So uh, 
there is a um, uh, definite direction this member about decrees against the Jewish people and why they are successful and why they are uh, and how they are uh, how Hashem chooses in our favor despite their apparent success. Um, that's that's the theme of the Maimer, and that's not just a, a, a discourse, but something that Baruch Hashem, the Rebbe says, when you study about the Maimonim of Purim, you draw down into the world the divine energy of Purim. And the studying about the divine energy of uh, of the victory of Jewish people over communist Russia certainly is something that's going to bring victory to the Jewish people in our time from all different decrees that we have, both Hamans within and without, and to bring us to Geula. Okay, so after they've said the story, then there began this, this mime, the second mime, which was the first time, as I said, that they've ever did this. Let's go, beginning of the mime, I sent it to your to the uh, chat. That is why these days are called Purim, because of the poor. This is a verse in the Megillah, and the Megillah is saying the reason why I just, I just put the uh, Wi-Fi on. If the sound wasn't so good, it should get better now. Okay, yeah, you, you sound good, but everyone's got to go on. Sound mute. fine. Okay, everyone, mutify yourself. Okay, great. Ooh. So, can you just mute people like yourself? Because I think they okay. together and I'll mute we, we will do that. <laughs> okay. So, so it says in Megillah. Because of the poor, which the word poor means lottery, that is why these days are called Purim. What is the lottery referring to? The lottery is referring to the lottery that Haman made. Haman was, was a sorcerer and he was trying to figure out the best time astrolog astrologically to destroy the Jewish people. And he rolled the dice, so to speak, or according to others, he actually had dice, which is the subject in itself. And he came up with the best time, the worst mazel that we have is the month of Adar, because that's the month which not only has no holidays, but also has a, is a month of Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. Moshe Rabbeinu passed away in the seventh of Adar. And therefore he decided this is actually the best month to destroy us. But he didn't know that Moshe Rabbeinu actually was born in the seventh of Adar. And Adar is an awesome month. The Jewish people, the month of great mazel, great, great simcha. And, uh, yes, the, the best month, the best month. And not only is it the best month for all the Jewish people, but in our community, this is a month that gave us Zev Kessler which is a great, great, great gift. When God is looking at the world and he said, the world cannot go on without Zev Kessler, I smiled. Okay, let's go on. So, uh, uh, so we're going to have a great Fabrengen for Zev's birthday uh, next week. And uh, I hope, hope Zev will let us know where and when that's happening. Either way, moving right along. So, uh, the name of everything indicates its essence. Your name has to do with your core, as we've done many times. Move on. So if the holiday is called Purim, that means the essence of the holiday is this lottery that Haman cast. That's what the holiday is about. But that wasn't the main miracle. The truth is that not only was this lottery not part of the, not the main miracle, on the contrary, 
This is part of the decree. The Lashon Megillah, Hippopur, Haman made the lottery to decide when to destroy us, when to kill us. So this is all about Haman. Imagine that we have a holiday, and the holiday is called the Gobels, because the Gobels was part of the, the ones who decided about making the final solution. So, so why is it that the holiday is called uh, Purim because of the lottery that Haman cast? What, what is it to the holiday? That's part of the, the problem. The fact that the holiday is called Purim emphasizes and indicates that this is the main miracle of Purim. So that the whole entire holiday is called by this name. It's called Purim. That's what the holiday is all about. So what does this mean? Why is the holiday called Purim? The holiday should be called uh, something else, which has to do with the, the victory of the Jewish people, about the, about the, the good part of the story. Uh, let's say, we looked at another mind, but the main part of the story is how Ahasuerus' sleep was disturbed, according to some opinions. So call it, wake up from sleep. It was about when, when Ahasuerus put out this golden scepter to, 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 uh, to, uh, to Esther, uh, so called the scepter. It was about when, the, you know, there's, there's different things that happened that were part of the miracle. This is part of the, 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 the negative part of the story. So why in the world would this be the name of the holiday? You might want to answer that since this month of Adar is a month of tremendous muscle, and Haman thought this would be a terrible, a great month to destroy us, but the truth is the opposite. It's a month of our mazel. So that's why this lottery was such a good thing, because the lottery actually worked in our favor. That's how you might want to answer. And according to this, you might want to say, the why is it that these days are called Purim, because of the lottery, it's because the lottery fell out in the month of Adar, the month when the savior of the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu, was born. That's why this is. That's why these uh, days are called Purim, because it's all about the tremendous mazel that we have that Moshe Rabbeinu was born in this time. But that explanation leaves us wanting with more. Doesn't satisfy us. Why? It sounds like from the fact that the holiday is called Purim, which means lottery, it's not only about the results of the lottery, but it's about the lottery itself. That the holiday is about the lottery itself. On the contrary, the main miracle is the lottery. The lottery is a very lofty thing, and that's the miracle comes from. Our miracle on Purim is the lottery. The, the lottery is a source, the miracle. The fact that the lottery was favorable for us, that's just a consequence of the main miracle. The main miracle of Purim is that there is a lottery. Lottery is the essence of what Purim is about. The fact that the lottery had favorable results is a 
outcome is an outgrowth of the essence of Purim. Essence of Purim, it seems, as we shall explain, we don't know why yet, is the lottery itself. And the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu's month was chosen as, on this, uh, as, as to be the outcome of the lottery, that's a mere consequence of the, of the essence of the holiday of Purim. The essence of the holiday of Purim is the lottery itself. That's what we must say based upon the fact that, that the holiday is called the lottery. So it must be the lottery itself is the miracle of Purim. Everyone follow so far? We don't know why. We don't know why this is true, but we do know so far that this is where we're going. We're going to have to explain. We're going to have to understand this is what, we, is what we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate this lottery. We have to know what this lottery is. What is this lottery? Why is this, why is this the essence of Purim? Okay. What is the very core of Purim? Like you never heard before. <clears throat> There's so many different ways of looking at Purim. And the Rebbe goes to the essence of Purim, the name of Purim. Why is it called Purim? Why is it called the lottery? You know, you know what you guys should do? You guys should look at all the other explanations of Purim and just realize like, what kind of gift we're getting going straight to the essence of Purim. So many different ways to look at it. People have no idea what this holiday is about. Here we go. To understand this, let's look at the Maimur the Alter Rebbe who compares Purim to Yom Kippur. Why does he compare Purim to Yom Kippur? It appears Yom Kippurim, come Purim. Because the meaning of the word Yom Kippurim is a day like Purim. But you say to Mizu, and not only does Kippurim mean a day like Purim, the fact that we are saying that Yom Kippurim is a day like Purim indicates that the real holiday, the greater holiday, the higher holiday, the holier holiday is Purim. And Yom Kippurim is a day that's almost like Purim. It's a day which has some similarities to Purim, but Purim is even greater. That's what that's indicates that there is a connection, but not only is there a connection, in other words, when, when, when the, uh, um, the average person, not, not members of our uh, class, hear that, that, that statement, they think, Wow, Purim is as holy as Yom Kippur. That's amazing. But it's the exact opposite. The, what, the, what the sentence is saying is, Yom Kippur is almost as holy as Purim. What's the connection to Yom Kippur and Purim? The connection to Yom Kippur and Purim is that on both of them, there is a concept of a lottery. On Yom Kippur, they took two goats and they, there was a lottery between these two goats. Which goat would be offered on the Mizbech, on the on the altar of Hashem, and which one was going to be thrown off the cliff. And to decide this, there was a ladder, lottery, there's two boxes, and the coin would pick uh, one of the two papers, and you would place the papers upon the goats, and, then, and, and assign each goat to be where it was destined to go. So, uh, so we find a lottery on Yom Kippur too. There was a lottery of the two goats. And in Purim, we have, as we said, the lottery of Haman. That's one way that we find a common denominator between Yom Kippur and Purim. Another similarity between Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur is that both of them are above the name Yudkevav. As you learned in the previous Ramarim, Yudke Vavke is connected to Hishtalshalos, it's connected to the spiritual cosmos. And the, then the letters of Yudke Vavke are 
about the various um, ways the divine energies flows through the spiritual cosmos, and Purim Yom Kippur are beyond that. They're higher than Yom Kippur. How do we find in Purim and in Yom Kippur something that's beyond Yom Kippur? Concerning Yom Kippur, the Torah says you will be cleansed, you will be purified before Hashem. The literal translation of before Hashem means in front of Hashem. But over here it also means beyond Hashem, beyond the name Yukivavke. The purity of Yom Kippur comes from a place which is beyond all the worlds. It comes from the essence of Hashem. And therefore it says it's before Hashem, it's higher than the name Yukivavke, higher than the way Hashem contracts himself to the name Yukivavke. And also regarding Purim, we know the reason why the name of Hashem is not mentioned in the entire Megillah is because in the Megillah on Purim, there is a revelation of the infinite light of Hashem, which is beyond the name Yudkevavke. In the, in, in the Megillah, there's a revelation of the infinite light of Hashem. The simple reason, there are many reasons given for why Hashem's name is not mentioned in the Megillah. One reason is because Hashem's hand isn't as overtly seen as it is in the story of Pesach. The whole miracle came through a through a the garments of nature, and that's why it's customary to wear costumes on Purim, but to indicate how the we recognize how there are masks that cover the truth. Another reason that's given is because the Mordechai and Esther did not want to um, to uh, give the chronicles of their their uh, of their kingdom the story of Purim in a way that will be translated and mistranslated to replace the name of Hashem, the name of God, with the name of one of their deities. So therefore, they deliberately omitted the name of Hashem, so that when this this document would, would be translated into the royal chronicles that will not give any credit to any other god. That's another explanation that's given. But here, the Rebbe says the essence of what the reason is, is because Purim is not just the name of God. Purim is the revelation of the infinite light of Hashem. It's similar to what we've learned about Meidahani. Meidahani, we don't mention the name of Hashem. The simple reason is because you don't want to, uh, you know, you can't mention the name of Hashem. You haven't washed your hands yet. Yeah, there's too much. There's impurity on your hands. But the, the real, the deeper reason is because you made the ani is beyond all kinds of impurity. The ani comes to the essence of Hashem, to the essence of Hashem, and cannot be contaminated. In a similar way, Purim does not have the name of Hashem because Purim on Purim there's a revelation of the infinite light of Hashem because it's beyond Hashem's names. So now we have two things that Yom Kippur and Purim have in common, and we're going to see how these two things are related to each other. The first that they both have a lottery, and the second that they both are beyond the name Yudkevavke. They both of these in Yonim, both these concepts have a have a correlation, have a connection. in the second paragraph of Ace Base. Understand the two points of the common denominator of Purim Yon Kippur. How they both have a lottery and they both the beyond the name you give of will have to first explain. The meaning of what a lottery is. A lottery is something which is beyond logic. A lottery is made. When do you make a lottery? Make a lottery in general when there are two equal things. When 
Like, for example, they're the two goats of Yom Kippur. They, they deliberately had to be, the best, they were kosher if it wasn't this way, but the best way to make the lottery was that they should be equal in their appearance, equal in their stat, in their height, and equal in their worth. They had to be equal. When there are two items, and one is better than the other, there's no room for a lottery. And specifically, when there are two things that are equal, and your logic can't tell you which way to go, that's when a person relies on a lottery. You don't know which way to go. Your ways is turned off. Your Google Maps is turned off. You don't know which way to go, right or left. So you flip a coin. Why you flip a coin? Because for you, both roads are equally uh, possible uh, ways to get to your destination. You don't know which way is better. So in a similar way, in, in, in any time that a person uses a lottery, why do you use a lottery? Because you just don't know. It's something which is beyond your logic, and you want to figure this out. There was an uh, interesting din teira, an interesting halach dispute in the time of um, Nadeb Yehuda. Nadeb Yehuda had the following scenario. He, um, someone asked him... Uh, Someone asked for a blessing from his Rebbe uh, what to do because he had a financial difficulty. And his Rebbe said to him, you should get a lottery ticket. So a friend of his heard this and he says, oh, that's a great idea. Let me go and, um, and see, get, get, get his lottery ticket. So the first guy buys a lottery ticket. And the other guy, oh, can I come over to your house? Let's have a coffee together. They have a coffee together. And the guy finds out where his lottery ticket is and he replaces his lottery ticket with his own lottery ticket. And sure enough, the lottery ticket of the second guy, the replacement ticket, the first guy won the lottery. He, he had exchanged the winning numbers so, so he had in his possession with the lottery ticket of the guy who had got the bracha from the Rebbe to, uh, had, had purchased. So the first guy got a bracha from his Rebbe. He buys lottery tickets. So the second guy says, oh, he got a bracha from the Rebbe. I'm going to switch. And so he... Um, he uh, he switch he buys and he switches, but it turns out they gave away his winning numbers to the other guys who came to Nadi Behuda and he asked him to uh, educate this dispute because you know he got this 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 was this was his ticket. Nebuhuda says it doesn't work like that. The in heaven the the decision is made about the winner, not about the, the numbers. So uh, the the other guy won won and based upon the winner, that's how the lottery is made. But uh, we're going to see in the Mimer that it's not so simple as that. There's, there are other factors involved in, in, in how things work in heaven, as we shall see. Um, when you can't figure out things logically, then you turn to lottery, lottery which is beyond logic. That as so too is this in heaven, the good that the word lottery refers to a place, to a level in heaven that is beyond the spiritual cosmos. Just like by in our lives, our wisdom is the beginning of the uh, chain of, of the various soul energies. Chachma is a source of Bino, which is a source of Das, the source of our feelings. We think the way we feel, and based upon how we feel, that's how we act. And then there is a part of us which is beyond that. So to in heaven, there is a level beyond the spiritual cosmos. That's called Gero. 
So what's the common denominator between Purim and Kippur? There is a revelation of the infinite light of Hashem that's beyond the spiritual cosmos, just like the fact that Hashem's name isn't mentioned. is because there is a revelation of godliness which is beyond Hashem's name. So to the fact that we're making a lottery on Yom Kippur, and the fact that a lottery happened on Purim is because what is revealed at this time, the level called lottery, the level beyond Chachim, just like we choose based upon the lottery our wisdom. We, okay, I'm going to think, I'm going to function according to the way that the lottery has determined. That's how I'm going to plan what I'm going to do. Our logic follows our lottery. So to how, that's how it is, so to speak, in heaven, that there is a level which is beyond a level beyond wisdom. That's called lottery. So both concepts of Yom Kippur and Purim, the lottery concept, and the part, the fact that it's beyond Shemavaya are both the same idea. They both indicate that there's something on Yom Kippur, which is infinite. This is the connection between these two concepts of the common denominator of Purim and Kippur. Both of them have a lottery. Both of them are above Yudkevavke. Because Havaya, Yudkevavke, is part of the spiritual cosmos. Yud is Chachma, Hey is Bina, and each letter of God's name refers to a different level within Atsilus. And Yom Kippur and Purim are beyond Havaya. Why are they beyond Havaya? Because the revelation of a Purim and Kippur is the level called lottery, a level beyond the spiritual cosmos. So we shall see what exactly that level is. And what, why Haman would get involved in making such a, a lottery and what, what that's about. Um, any questions so far what we've done today? Dr. Bressman is reaching for his unmute button. Right. Yeah. The level of spiritual cosmos, that's Bria or where that's Vera? What, oh, I didn't catch that. What was the term that you used for beyond spiritual cosmos? Lamaila, which means above, and the Shishtalshalus. Shishtalshalus means a chain, yeah. beyond a chain. In this mimer, Shishtalshalus is being described as beginning from Chachma, the first sphere of, of Atzilus. Mm -hmm. There are other discourses which have another uh, geography for the place of where the chain begins. But in general, that's how it is. Chachma is the first in, in the chain. Mm -hmm. Because the reason why it's called a chain is because the connection between Chachma and Bina is relative. Chachma and Bina have come, the lowest part of Chachma is where Bina emerges from. So that's why it's called a chain. Each level, it's like rings of a chain that the, high, the lower part of a ring can, is connected to the higher part of the ring below it. But then there is a quantum leap from, from Atsilus to, to that which is beyond Atsilus. And that's where the revelation of Purim and Yom Kippur uh, are from. And we'll see that's why we're forgiven Yom Kippur because there is a revelation on Yom Kippur of Hashem's love for us. Hashem says to us on Yom, on, on Yom Kippur, whatever has happened throughout the year can't possibly take away one iota of his love for us. And that is really within us as well, that we feel the same thing for Hashem on, on Yom Kippur. And that's why the, just like a child and a father, nothing can take away from their bond. So to Yom Kippur, that's revealed. And therefore the sins are, are taken away. There are no sins at that level. Sins don't matter. Your child is, child is still your child. There is the, the part of you which says if disciplinarian, you got to discipline your child. And there's the fact that he's your child. On Yom Kippur, it's revealed how we're Hashem's children. We'll see a Purim is even a greater revelation. Therefore, there is an even greater atonement. We'll see that happens on Yom Kippur, on Purim, 
that is beyond the atonement we receive on Yom Kippur, we get a, a different higher cleansing on Purim that's beyond that of Yom Kippur. Any other questions? All right. Have a great day, Arya, great day, Mechol Mordechai, great day, David, great day, Yonatan, great day, Rebero. Bye, Gesundheit.